What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Who Perks, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. My name is Damon Creighton. And I'm Jalen Horn. And I'm just about to let y'all know off the rip, bro. This is about to be the most toxic episode of this podcast we ever do, bro. Let's get this shit started off right. 2021 NBA Draft. I told y'all. I told y'all. Pistons, number one pick. Y'all know who they called? That boy K Cunningham. That boy Cartier K. I told y'all, bro. So let me just say this right now. I've said this before and I'll say it again, bro. This season, if you talk shit about the city of Detroit, and if you talk shit about the Pistons, I'm on your ass. Real talk. I'm 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 not t- I'm not having that shit this year at all. We got that boy K Cunningham. And, I, you know, matter of fact, let me just talk about Summer League, bro. Summer League, we about to go crazy, bro. K, Killian Hayes, Sadiq, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Lee Ivers, bro. Luka Garza. Now, Luka Garza, he may not be all that great in the regular season, bro, but Summer League, oh, no. That, that's us, bro. I'm sorry. Ain't nobody touching us in Summer League, bro. It just, this, we on the come up, bro. We, we really on the come up. The Pistons are once again relevant, bro. This is if this is how it feels to be on top and shit on other basketball teams, bro. I'm all for it, bro. I ain't been waiting for this shit since 2007. So just stay tuned, bro. I'm telling you, you if you wasn't riding away, bro, don't don't try to hop on now. I'm sorry, you 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 can't. Fuck you, respectfully, and disrespectfully. Fuck you. But Jalen, bro, how how we feeling? How we feeling? You talking about that one man from uh, Oklahoma State? Oh yeah, yeah, that one from from Arlington, Texas. That that dude, that dude, the K Icewood. You talking about him? The one and the one and only K Icewood, Cartier K. Oh yeah. If you're not from Detroit or a Detroit fan, I don't care about you. I ain't gonna lie. And I'm gonna keep it just like that. All you Thunder fans out there, you you Wizard fans out there. Bulls fans, I don't care what you are. Y'all don't got K. Y'all don't got K, that's for sure. I'm talking about number one. Oh, yeah. No no shade, though, to y'all two in here. No shade. Oh, no, it's shade (laughs) for me. It's shade for me, bro. Y'all my boys, but fuck y'all teams, bro. I'm sorry. Nah. OKC, Sam Presti had a fucking problem. The Wizards... I'm gonna say what I gotta say until we get to that part. Y'all, you know what that is. But Damon, how how did how did you feel about this NBA draft in regards to Detroit? Uh, it's exciting. I'm excited to see Detroit's future. You know, I would have loved to see Mr. Cunningham and Thunder Jersey, but I think he's still gonna have mess for the. Detroit Pistons. We see a lot of players in that first. Honestly, that first top fifteen was kind of all over the place. Um, the first three were really the only three that were kind of set in stone. The rest it was just kind of like seemed like a lot of team fit. But it was exciting. I I enjoyed watching it this year. Hey, bro, real talk. I just want to say Jalen Suggs shouldn't have fallen to number five. I'm sorry. 
I know it, nah. even even if it bro, even if it wasn't top three, bro, he should have went fourth. So uh wait, who had the fourth pick? The Raptors. Oh yeah, Toronto. Y'all's the Raptors. Sorry, bro. They I, I, thought, Scotty I thought one through four was solidified. Oh, yeah. though. One through four should have been solidified. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like what, I though. like Scotty Barnes though, but I mean, with not over Jalen Suggs. Exactly, bro. Like yeah, especially with Kyle Lowry about to be out, out, bro. Nah, nah, they, they some dummies for that shit. I mean, it's it's not Patrick Williams to the Bulls type bad, but you know, but uh. John, what did what did you think about the Detroit Pistons selecting K first overall? And it's it's official. I think it's a good decision for Detroit. Uh, that will help the team a lot, and I'm very excited to see K Cunningham play. Also, the Detroit Pistons got a steal with Luka Garza. Uh, yeah, I may be biased on this, but I've seen Luka Garza play. When he was in high school, and he was a bucket getter. He was a bucket getter. I never forget he dropped 35 against my high school, I think two years in a row. He's a bucket getter. So I always had high hopes for him. And Luka Garza, I think he's going to – it's going to take him some time to get adjusted to the NBA, but I think he's going to succeed well with Cunningham. Okay, what is your definition of sometime? Because he he needs he needs some time. Like I agree with you that he was a steal, but like uh, you when you say time, that sounds like a little short time frame, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, he gets buckets, but I mean, he defensively, man, he's barbecue chicken, and he's slow as hell. He's not athletic at all, man. Like, not even gonna. I'm not even. I don't even want to sound like I'm bashing dude and all, because you know I I'm high on him too. But like, hey, man. You got a little bit too much dip on your chip, bro. Okay, I give it one season. One season? What? What? Whoa. I've been off the show for a long time, bro. <laughs> but I ain't come back to this. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, bro, the only thing Luca Garza stole was y'all money. Took the money right off y'all books, bro. I'm going to be completely honest, though. Like, I don't. He's from where you said that he's from Maryland, Baltimore. Iowa. You play I Iowa. Know, like, oh, uh, where, where he where he from though? For real, for real, like the DMV, for real. Yeah. Let me Google this, bro. Google this, man. <laughs> he went to Murray, bro. Where is he really from, bro? He's really from DC. Oh, oh, he was actually born in DC. He learned to play basketball from his dad from Idaho. Okay. Okay, um, I don't think he sucks. I, I ain't gonna lie. He, I, it's a reason he failed that low, and we gotta we gotta be honest here. Yeah. Like he can yeah. score lights out. Don't get it twisted, but That's he it. just ain't got. He ain't got nothing else, bro. Like he won all them awards. You won all them awards and they go top fifty. That's it, or top, whatever. He went 52, right? Yeah. I think so. He just ain't got no defense, bro. If he get defense, he'd be solid. I give him like I give him like two to three, but he's not gonna be here though. Yeah, if it happened. You Baltimore can get him. Yeah. I mean, not Baltimore, Washington can get him. <laughs> Yo, I would say Isaiah Livers is more of a steal than Garza was. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
for sure. I, I like livers. I like livers a lot, at least in, especially in Detroit system. But yeah, Luca, I don't. I'm not high on him at least for a good two three seasons. Like like y'all said, because um, like his, the eight rebounds that he averaged really doesn't reflect what he actually did because it really was just because he was big that he was grabbing those boards. He's not an aggressive rebounder. And like you said, it's barbecue chicken. He's getting cooked by any four, five in the league right now. And it's not even close. Yeah, bro. Like, At, yeah. Like, again, man, Summer League, oh, yeah, he cooking for sure. But uh, he he need a few years. I, I ain't going – one year, that's – uh. That's that's a little bit of a stretch, but um, speaking of Washington, oh boy, boy, oh boy. So for those of y'all that didn't hear, the Los Angeles Lakers have made a trade with the Washington Wizards in which the Lakers received Russell Westbrook a Wizards in return. I think it was some picks. That boy, 4K Trez. And the greatest player of all time, man, MVP Kyle Kuzma. John, I'm I'm not even gonna ask you about rest to the Lakers, bro. I, I just want to get some point, man. You finally have a second star <laughs> to go back there. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, bro. It's just time to tra- it's time to trade Bradley Bill and just just rebuild, dog. I'm sorry, man. Hey, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, but any any team that adds Kyle Kuzma to their roster, bro, they 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 with the wool, man. I'm sorry. I'm I know I'm sorry, but uh, John, what what do you think about having such a talented, outstanding player like Kyle Kuzma on your roster? First of all, Jarrell, fuck you, Jalen. Why you put out the Holy Bible? <laughs> We going, we going. I can do all. What do you? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Russ who strengthens me. Jalen four thirteen, go Lakers. Hey, dog. Oh my God, I think so, bro. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Uh, I. Ever since I said that Kyle Kuzma last week, I don't. Ever since I said Kyle, I don't want Kyle Kuzma on my team. And he's on my team, like. And then he had the nerve to post on Instagram, hashtag Capital Boys. No, who's doing this, Capital Boys? I'm done. I'm done. The the shit that killed me. Can we please, 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 like trade Kuzma, someone, please. I'm fine Bro. with uh, Montrezl Harrell and, and and KCP. I'm fine with them. No, I don't want Kuzma. I don't want Kuzma bringing Winnie Harlow to the games. I don't want. I don't want that. No, I don't want. I don't want to see Kuzma wearing his terrible outfits. No, no. Like, the shit that killed me is like, you know, when every time like they make a trade, ESPN go make that little Photoshop thing with a second start, bro. They did that shit for Kuzma and Brad Bill, man. Nah. Rest in peace to Washington Wizards, bro. 
Rest in peace, man. I'd rather have no, nah, bro. Sell them boys to Seattle. Hey, it's it's over, bro. John, I'm sorry, man. I mean, you you still got the Mystics. You know, they're 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 doing a little better than they were before. So you still got them, man. But rest in peace, that franchise, bro. Send them boys to Seattle. But let me tell you something, bro. That man, Russell Westbrook, to the Lakers. Oh no, nah, man! I'm sorry, bro. Like y'all, I, I I can't I can't support the Lakers, bro. But that's the chip, that's the chip, man. I'm sorry, bro. I'm I I I I can't even get no more words than that, man. That's the championship right there, bro. But this man Jalen up here celebrating, and dancing and shit. So, Jalen, what you got to say about this trade? All of you people, big people, little people. Shout out to RJ. Anyway. <clears throat> Shout out Buffed Up Sports. Russell Westbrook finally has a chance to win a ring. A legitimate chance, right? And I'm not a, I'm not a Lakers fan. I like Bron. I think AD is one of the worst players ever. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm, I'm joking, but, like, he, he makes me sick because he can't stay healthy. But I'm not big on him. But, hey, man, we, we might do it this year. Me and, me and Russ, Disney World, we might do it this year. I don't they don't need shooting that much. They I don't think they need it. They could use another player, I guess, but like it's just hard seeing people stop them, those three, because of the motors. Like the Bucks in Brooklyn, whatever, you know, cool. But in the West, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm I'm looking, I'm scared about Stephen Curry, Steph Curry and those guys over there. I'm still scared about them, but Besides them, I'm good. I'm green. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I know I keep seeing all the jokes about people saying who going to grab the rebounds for the Lakers now, bro. It's funny, but, like, you know, they they going to they get, get it done, man. Real talk. But, Damon, what do you think about this trade? Um, Well, I'm not even going to ask you who won the trade because it's obvious, but. Yeah, obviously the Wizards won. Uh. <laughs> Um, but no, nah, I'm right there with Jalen, bro. I am so happy that he finally is in a position where it's like really like he could do it. I've been wanting him to get one since OKC, and it just sucks because he just gets so much slander, bro. And I just I just want him to get at least one, and I think this is definitely his shot. So, and like Jalen said, like I'm not a Lakers fan. I like Brian, but I, this is for us. That's all that matters. Yeah. Bro, and as much as I love Russ, bro, the only sick part about this whole thing, bro, is that Russ is about to do the shit Chris Paul was supposed to do this season, dog. That's 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 the only sick part, bro. But <clears throat> real talk, man. I'm I'm just I'm happy for Westbrook, man. The disrespect should have stopped a long time ago, but Hey man, John, I'm I can't even say I'm sorry, bro. Actually, man, that's that's so unfortunate, dog. Y'all got cools on y'all. <laughs> hey bro, they were supposed to send his ass to fucking Shanghai. <laughs> and they sent him to Washington State. <laughs> hey, hey bro, just be hey, hey man. Really put hashtag capital boys. No one says that. 
Hey, dog. Rest in peace, man. Hey, hashtag free. They got they got case they got KCP right. Yeah. Oh, he be back on he be back on uh tether real soon out there. Hey man, shout out that boy Ish Smith, man. <laughs> bro, it's it's Smith and Cox, bro. Hey, put him out there in the DM. He be back on tether real soon, bro. No, it's Smith and Cox. Who's about to take over the league, man? Good house arrest, KCP. Oh. I'm so sorry, John. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I feel bad, bro. Man, it's always next year, but it's always next year, bro. Is it man. next year, bro? Next year, it's five years. Hey, bro, it's hey, next decade. I love bro. me some tricks, bro, and I love <laughs> me some KCP, bro. But if I trade Westbrook and I get Kuzma returning return in any package, bro, nah, I'm going to turn that shit bro, all the way down. They traded. They, this is karma. Hey. They traded Westbrook for God. a half-eaten bag of stale barbecue chips. Hey, dog. <laughs> but uh, Montrezl, KCP, please bring some energy on the team, especially on defense. Because we need that. But Kuzma. Hey, oh, no, y'all, y'all traded Westbrook for a pretty boy, a felon, and a pothead. How does that? How does that? That even sounds work? like the beginning of a joke. This is like the longest yard. Do you do you see who y'all got on that team? You got Bradley Bill, who like he been smoking black and miles for the past two years. <laughs> Go Wizards! Go Capital Boys! Hey man, as long as Cassius Winston finally gets some minutes, bro, I'm good, man. I'd rather have Patrick Winston get more playing time than Kuzma. I mean, I would hope so. One of them is actually good at basketball, you know. Hey, but real talk, bro. Kyle Kuzma about to go off, man. That man about to put up 30 points on 72 shots, man. I'm I'm excited, bro. That's foul. That's foul. Let's go, Wizards, bro. (laughs) Hey, man. Shout out G Wiz, bro. Hey man, just shout out that whole franchise, man. I I'll see y'all in Seattle, bro. Hey man, this this is fun, bro. Getting to our next topic, bro. This is so fun. How does it feel to be a Detroit Pistons fan, John? I'm sorry, you got to be out of this. You got to be out of this, man. But this feels good. Like we were the laughing stock of the league for 14 years. This is what it feels like to be on top. To be able to shit on other franchises and actually not have anyone be able to say something stupid back to us? I love this. I love this, bro. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something. In 2013, I was still supporting these motherfuckers. When we had pulled out a starting lineup of Jose Calderon, KCP, Josh Smith, Jonas fucking Jarebko, and some hybrid of either Greg, some either some Greg Monroe or Andre Drummond, bro. I'm not gonna say the Pistons deserve this. I deserve this for far too long, bro. Y'all didn't have to have Mo Cheeks as a coach. Y'all didn't have to deal with Joe Dumars as a GM. But you know he did a, he did a couple of good things, man. You know he brought us a title. I, I understand that. However, that motherfucker drafted Darko Miller, bitch. 
do you all those times I'll be at school. I, I say I'm from Detroit. You'd be like, oh, so you're a Pistons fan. Oh, them niggas suck. I don't even open like bro. Everybody be like, oh, well, the Pistons are a toxic franchise. We don't do anything. We we be minding our business, just chilling, and somebody be like, oh, well, the Pistons suck. Fuck you disrespectfully. We on top, and I love this shit. Hey, man, that man Cartier K, bro, I said favor K from the beginning of the last season, and y'all said I was bullshitting. Look what the fuck happened. Isaiah Stewart, that man Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Jeremy Grant, Frank Jackson, Isaiah Livers, and y'all think that the Pistons are going to be ass? Stop. Stop the cap. Everybody's talking about the Pistons. They making the playoffs? Nah, bro. We, we're bare minimum a play-in team. And whoever we face in the play-in, we beating them motherfuckers. I don't care who it is. Give me Charlotte. Give me Indiana. Give me Miami. I don't care. We beating them. I'll be fine with a first-round sweep, bro, at this point. I don't care. But let me just tell y'all right here, right now, bro. By at least 2028, 20, the Pistons going to have a chip. At least one. At least. But, Jalen, how, how does it feel to be a long-time Detroit Pistons fan leading into 2021, bro? I'm not going to say long-term because, like, I'm going to keep a stack with you, dude. Once they once AI left, I stopped caring. So, like, for a good – I didn't start caring until they got Blake Griffin back. Or Blake, uh, Blake Griffin, I'm not going to lie to you. But it's been fun watching, though. You know, that's my team from, like, childhood. That's my only, that's my main team, bro. It's going to always be my team. But we're going to the playoffs this year. I, I'm betting on it. Whether it's the ninth seed, tenth seed, we're going to the playoffs. I don't know how. Uh, I, I keg on rookie of the year. Jalen Green was talking trash about us in his interview, but it's okay. Um. We back on top, bro. Rap music is going good. You know, I'm waiting for that first K Cunningham line. Uh, oh, if he if K Cunningham wins Rookie of the Year, I'll buy him some white buffs. After I do my GoFundMe account, but um, yeah, I'm I'm ready, bro. Uh, I'm going to Game One. Uh, I'm locked in. We we're gonna have the season that the Hornets were having, but better. Because of Detroit, I'm, I'm telling you. Most definitely. Go Wizards. Go Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, don't let us see the Wizards in the plane, bro. They're not scoring. <laughs> playing for what? <laughs> if they actually make the plane, bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that one they, they, should be, they should be lucky. They not playing in the G League this year. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that one guy, number three, he going to Golden State or Philly, so I ain't worried. Hey, bro, for real talk, man. <laughs> he out of here. <laughs> hey, man, but shout shout out that boy Cartier K, man. They just announced it today, bro. He rocking the deuce, man. That number two jersey, he got Chuck Daly's family's blessing, bro. So y'all know what I had to do, man. As soon as it dropped, I said it. I, I said it yesterday. As soon as that jersey dropped, I'm copping that bitch. I got my NBA store confirmation right afterwards, bro. I got my Cade jersey, bro. I'm rocking that bitch in, in fucking Atlanta, bro. Morehouse, you ain't ready this year, dog. I'm teed up all fucking year. 
Y'all know who y'all are. I'm not going to say names, but talk shit if you want to. Please. I, I fucking dare you. But, Damon, how, how does it feel to be a Detroit Pistons fan? Well, in your case, actually, no, nah, fuck OKC. But, you know, how, how does it feel being a Detroiter? I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, it's cool, like you said. Um, it's like, for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, by default, I'm a Detroit fan because I'm from here. Um, I was going to say I'm a OKC Seattle Supersonics um, at heart, but it is really dope to see them making huge strides over the past two years, honestly, and um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch. Uh, I, I agree that that Charlotte comparison is really good. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, that was a good comparison. Um, yeah, it's a it's an exciting time to be a Detroit fan for sure. Hey man, I'm I'm sick. I'm gonna miss opening night, bro. But that first game that they play Atlanta and it's in the Hux Arena, bro. I'm I'm sitting courtside, bro. I don't care who seat I got to steal, bro. I'm sitting there, dog. I really don't. But that's going to do it for the NBA portion of this podcast. And unfortunately, we couldn't think of any WNBA topics, especially because right now, since they're doing the Olympics, there there's nothing really going on in the W. So... Let's move right into Worst Takes, the segment of the podcast where we react to your hot takes about basketball and wrestling live. And um, I, I, I have a couple. Um, this one wasn't really a, a hot take. It was more of a joke I seen, and I knew it was going to trigger John, bro. But this one said that the Wizards won the trade. <laughs> no, we did not. Because I don't get it. I don't get it. Because someone, because they said on Twitter, right, that the goal was for the Wizards to get, to get like a free agent to like, to surround Bradley Bill, to compliment Bradley Bill. I got, I, I really got to ask this. What free agent is going to wake up and be like, oh yeah, I want to go to DC. Oh yeah, I want to, I want to play in DC. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, DC seems lit. Oh yeah, really? Really? What a free agent's gonna be like? Oh yeah, let me go to DC. Hey, 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 hey! hey. Ben Chili Bowl's oh. nice out there. Like, yeah, y'all got Ben. Chil- All we got is what? The National Mall Stadium Club. The cap. The Capitol. Uh, <laughs> if it's still there. <laughs> Jaylen, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all got the I mean, White yeah. House, bro. I got the White House. <laughs> hey man, bro. Look. Hey, but listen, listen, bro. Y'all, y'all remember when they said who wants to come to Detroit? What free agent would want to come to Detroit? Hey, man, John, I'm just saying, bro. Look, about maybe four, 13, 14 years from now, bro, you will have your time. I'm telling you, man. 
I, I know you miss John Wall and Brad Beal going crazy, man. I know you do. I know you miss Paul Pierce hitting clutch shots in the playoffs, man. But hey, man. I miss Russ. I know, bro. I miss our pregame routine bro. where I tell him what side of warm up for. I miss dapping him up. Bro. I miss it, bro. For <laughs> Kuzma? This man, this man broke an NBA record and then got traded to win a chip, dog. That's that's tough. Hey, man, but shout out that boy MVP Kuzma, man. No. <laughs> dog. But uh, wrestling take that I saw, um, Jeff Hardy was so much bigger than John Cena in 2009. Um. Hmm. Uh, this is WWE champion uh, Jeff Hardy, right? Yeah, you know I, I'm, yeah. I'm biased at Cena, but I might have to get him that one. Yeah. I, I might have. Yeah, to Hardy was so over <laughs> in 2009. His, his his pop was so crazy because was this before the uh, World Heavyweight Championship or after? Now this was after. Yeah, after. That's when he won it, right? Yeah. No, nah, this one he won the WWE championship. Yeah, that pop was way different, bro. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. John, yeah. Nah, yeah. That's the, I'll do that, that one. Hey man, I'm I'm gonna let that boy John Cena and all, but hey man, I mean Jeff Hardy, man. Like again, like the pops he used to have were crazy. Like that feud with Matt Hardy, it it could have been a little better, but I mean. Like, I, cause I was there at the Royal Mumble that night when uh Matt turned on Jeff, bro. Like, the whole crowd just went silent. And then that few he had was CM Punk on his way out, bro. That was that was crazy. So I I have to agree. Um, <clears throat> wait, did y'all get some? I got one. Um, and it was Jalen Green wins Rookie of the Year. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna meet some JG. But after that shit, he nah, that nigga specifically called out the city of Detroit. No, no. We the the city of the bro, we will specifically like we will literally not let that happen, bro. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um again, I love JG and all, but you run your mouth about the city, bro. That's it, man. I, I, I absolutely refuse, bro. Shout it, shout out that boy. But nah. Uh, okay. Let me try to find another NBA take. Um, let me see. If I'm any NBA team, I would rather have Chris Middleton on my team than Clay Thompson. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, dog. If I'm any NBA team, I would rather have Chris Middleton on my team than Klay Thompson. <laughs> did y'all get did y'all get any other ones? Next take. Nah. Cause I'm just I'm just looking. Um Let's see. Tatum will win the finals before Zion, Trey, or Luca. T- 
to Zion. Zion. No, this is Young or before Zion, yeah. Trey, or Luca. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, before Zion, for sure. Yeah, before Zion. Before um, Zion. Yeah, before. I actually agree with all three, though. Before Trey. Um, mm. I don't know, man, because it's like, I don't have bias towards Luka or nothing, but I mean, I could see Luka actually winning a chip before Tatum. See, but the the Boston Boston got the roster to do it for the most part. They got the best roster out of all four of the teams. Yeah, for for sure. And I'm Luca. Luca can't carry them to no 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 ring, but no, nobody can do that anymore. Yeah, actually, like absolutely not. But if they get if they trade Porzingis for. I don't know who I don't know who could who they compare with Luca. Honestly, anybody would be better than Porzingis as a second star. But well, besides Kuzma, but oh man, <laughs> y'all just not terrorizing really gonna, this. He gonna hate us before the rest of the night, dog. But if like, if they find, <laughs> but if they find a solid second star to pair up with Luca, maybe. Maybe like a, a power forward. Well, just just replace Porzingis. Uh, I don't know who you could trade him for that would be solid, but like it needs to be like another superstar. Like not not an all star. Not like it's you know Giannis and Chris Middleton, but like you need a superstar to pair with Luca. Cause him him and an all star ain't gonna get it done. So again, like if if he get the right pieces, I can see it, but. If we talking like the way things are now, Tatum for sure. Um, one more that I found: accolades don't mean anything when ranking players. To an extent, they do, but to an extent, they don't. Because if you use like the MVP thing with everybody, they do. That eliminates Kobe from any top fifteen, top twenty. Because he just has one, or exactly. if you go to the rings or whatever, you use uh, who doesn't have that many rings? Uh, I don't know. You go with like Hakeem or something like that. You have like two rings, but you mentioned rings. You could be that guy like five, like or seven, like Robert Ori or some crap. It's just a lot. Yeah, I get that. Because if you go like accolades, a lot of your favorite players aren't. In the, the top ten or top fifteen or gold yeah. discussion at all, if you go off of that, yeah, and especially because like when they had like when they were playing well and they could have won the awards, like there was somebody playing better or they were too young, like they were a rookie, so they would didn't get that recognition that well. But um, something that I want to say should never be any type of criteria when ranking NBA players is a fucking movie. Now, Undisputed, First Take, part PTI, whatever, whatever shows, man. Can y'all please stop using a fucking children's movie to argue the GOAT debate between LeBron and Jordan? 
please. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, people were saying, oh, Space Jam 2, tar- he, it tarnishes LeBron's legacy as a player. Oh, well, Michael Jordan took more shots in Space Jam. How y'all gonna chastise a motherfucker for following a script, bro? Do y'all know how stupid y'all sound? Like, y'all are grown-ass men on national television. Like, y'all get paid. Y'all went to school for this shit. And you want to tell me that somebody's better than somebody else because of what happened on a fucking script? Like, do, do, you, do you not understand how stupid you are? Like, that's, that's part of the reason why I can't watch them damn shows no more, dog. So... I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, why are we using a movie? Like, do do does acting ever take place on the basketball court? No, this isn't fucking wrestling. Like, it's not, it's basketball. They hoop. This is not wrestling where they literally fucking acting too. No, abs- absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. But that's gonna do it for this edition of Worst Takes. And moving into the wrestling section, um, the first topic is going to be our favorite pay-per-views from the early 2000s to now. And that's a lot, but uh, Damon, you can start this one off. Yeah, I was was like, I feel like this would be kind of like one of those where it's just like, it's just an open discussion. We just kind of throwing around stuff. But the first immediate three that came to mind um, definitely one of my favorites was ECW One Night Stand 2006. Bro, there were so many bangers that you had Kurt, the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, and Randy Orton, Rob Van Dam, John Cena, Sabu, and Rey Mysterio. Like, there was so many matches. Uh, then you had SummerSlam 2000, the very first TLC match. With the Hardys, Dudleys, and all them. Um, that was uh, and then that WrestleMania was, that was XIX. I can't think of what number that is. Yeah, that was, that was 2002 for sure. The Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, bro. The Guerreros versus uh, Benoit and somebody else. It was a triple threat tag team. Yeah, 18. Oh, yeah. 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, something that just come off the top of the dome for me, I gotta go biased towards it because this was my first ever WrestleMania that I watched as a wrestling fan. But like, you know, WrestleMania 24, bro, that shit hit, man. Like Edge versus Undertaker was a banger, man. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, you know that. I'm sorry, I love you, Super Kick. Nah, that that shit that shit had me crying, bro. But look, that Triple Threat, bro. John Cena, Randy Orton, and Triple H, bro. That is how you fucking do a triple threat match, dog. Like, bro, even Kane versus fucking Chavo Guerrero, which was only like t- nine seconds, bro, was enjoyable. That money in the bank was enjoyable, dog. Um, if we want to go recent, yeah, this is a little bit of recency bias, but um, money in the bank 2021 was heat. But y'all, y'all know the reason why it that show was heat for the most part, but y'all know why, man. That that man John came back. Uh Another WrestleMania that came to mind is WrestleMania 21. Um, that was the first Money in the Bank, I believe. Um, and then we had 
Batista and John Cena both officially becoming uh, superstars. Yeah, okay, you go and I'll go last. That's just three off the dome for me. All right, so okay, my top three pay per views, uh, WrestleMania seventeen, we had uh the TLC match between uh the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and then Dudley Boys. That was that was fire. That whole TLC match was fire, and then Steve Austin and The Rock. Going at it in the main event, I understand you know Stone Cold had the heel turn, but the video package, oh my god, the video package was better, in my opinion, than the whole pay per view, because I watched the video package at least like once or twice a year, and it's it's just so it's just chills just watching it. Even those Lint Biscuit, Lint Biscuit is ass. Oh, whoa, 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 don't do that. Whoa. I was going to say, roll Whoa. 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 I'm up to roll Whoa. up to D.C. and uh, wherever Whoa. he at. Are you in Atlanta yeah. right now? I was going to say, coming uh, down hey, with a motorcycle. Man, where are you at, John? Hey, that that's that's on the list of wow. words. I'm going to roll up down there. Hey, man. I can't believe this. You don't ever disrespect chocolate hey, starfish and hot dog water right now. Man, hey, dog, I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't believe, bro. See, that's why you got fucking Kuzma on your team, bro. That's what the fuck you get. Don't ever, don't you ever disrespect one of the greatest wrestling theme songs of all time. You have lost your goddamn mind, bro. Oh, not the theme song. I'm not gonna hey, lie. Hey, listen, I don't care. I, I guess you continue on. It's girl, that it's one girls song makes the band song, top man. Tier, like girls would even watch wrestling on that song. That dude. one song, I don't care. Like, that that like, song is top tier. I ain't listen to any WWE. other this song. It ain't better than that one, guys, but it's up there. <laughs> of wrestling, it's up there though. But he disrespect to Limp Biscuit. I can't believe you just said that, though. But um, do do I do I even want to let you continue with your pay per views? I don't know. Cause after that shit, I don't I don't know. But go just go ahead and finish. I'm gonna let you finish. All right, WrestleMania 17, Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank 2011, and then I have to say. Yeah, WrestleMania 21, when uh, John Cena Batista became the new faces of WWE. Right, dud. I can't believe you just said that shit. I'm not letting. I'm not letting that go, bro. You not letting go. PS2 Trish Stratus. I'm not letting this shit go, dog. <laughs> Money in the Bank 2011. That's uh, the John Cena punk, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that match alone makes that whole pay-per-view go there. I don't even remember anything else that was on the card, real talk. Me neither. 
Because that's all. That's the only match that matters. <laughs> imagine, bro. Imagine it being money in the bank, and you don't even remember the money in the bank matches because of that shit. Like, then I think Kane won that year, didn't he? Oh yeah, no, nah, nobody cared. Yeah, no. Nah. But uh, Jalen, what was your what, what were your favorite pay per views from the two thousands to now? Uh, Royal Rumble 2008, because uh, I had school the next day, and I didn't see John Cena come back until the next day. So that was, that was pretty wild. That pop was pretty cool. Uh, dang, I just had it in my head, dude. ECW, oh, yeah. well, even though John Cena got screwed, but whatever. Um, ECW 2006, One Night Stand. WrestleMania 23, that was – I'm biased to that one, but that was pretty cool because of the uh, money in the bank. But all in all, though, I, was it tw- – whatever money in the bank that was when CM Punk left with the yeah, title. that was 2011. 2011, that, that's, like, top tier because he actually, like, won and left. And you would think it was, like, an actual, like, storyline, which it was, but he was gone for a long time, bro. So, yeah, that's up there for me. Those those four. Dog, that man CM Punk really left with the title for like two weeks and was going to other countries with it, dog. That shit was crazy. I, it seemed longer though yeah. the way it was looking. Yeah, it was only like two weeks, bro. That just reminded me of some shit, bro. As much as I love John Cena, bro, the way he did Rey Mysterio back then was so damn bold, dog. We all wanted Ray to get at least one chip, dog. He finally get it and then lost that bitch. Oh, my God. Two hours later, bro. Now, like, bro, I was smooth with it because we got CM Punk coming back. But, yo, yo, that shit, that shit was tough. And, but speaking of CM Punk, our next wrestling topic, superstars with the biggest impacts of the 2010s. If CM Punk is not at the top of your list, you were a casual. I'm sorry. That man literally carried wrestling on his back for three whole years, dog. And he got screwed over so bad. Like, the summer of Punk, like, we when we talk about the summer of Punk, like, it was so epic. But at the same time, it, it could have been so much better, bro. Just imagine, had Triple H and Kevin Nash not been involved at all, we we would be saying CM Punk is legit top three, I, I straight up, like that's why I'm glad he's going to AEW, bro, because he finally gets to finish his career the way he wanted. But CM Punk, man, he was so influential, bro. That do I even need to bring up the pipe bomb, the great the greatest promo of all time? Like it got like, bro, they it was it wasn't scripted. But it was planned, bro. That man CM Punk said, fuck that. And started saying some or off the wall shit to the point where they cut his mic, bro. That man is a living legend. But that that's that's just one of my I think this yeah. was another topic where it was just kind of open discussion, but I, I gotta have CM Punk as mine for sure. I don't know, bro. Um, we talking like groups or just like people? 
I was I was thinking like one like a honestly it could be a tag team, but I in my, in my mind I was saying in per, a what person. I was gonna say the shield. I, I I personally feel like they made it cool to be the bad guys, but to an extent, I feel like the way it, it helped all three of them kind of like get over was like it never the only last time that has been done was with like evolution or maybe I'm tripping. Wait, 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 wait. They had a group. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear what he said? He said what? all three of them got over. They did. And they did. Like hey, in the company, I know, no, not, no, no, the, no, not the crowd. Bro. This is you know hey, what I, this is coming from Roman Reigns, ladies and gentlemen. Roman, um, bro, yeah, he it's said undeniable. He said it's Roman. Undeniable. He said Roman Reigns got overdone. Hey. Like I, I, I hate his gimmick, but as a superstar, he's finally getting what he wants. Like he's he got the accolades. Seth Rollins had his run. Dean had his run, and then left and went to uh, AEW. Like. It's no faction since Evolution that had three or more people like that to just bubble. The New Day, cool, but they don't really have solo success except for like Kofi oh, for like a, yeah. a week, and then Brock came and and then Brock came and beat him in like six seconds. Um, but I say the Shield is up there too because they just they came in and they, they came with a bang, bro. For sure. Yeah, um, so my answer is gonna be a very unpopular opinion, but it's you you can't you can't not leave him out of this conversation. Brock Lesnar had one of the biggest impacts on WWE in the 2010s. You 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 cannot say that, bro. He is literally one of the most important people of that. Whether you like it that he comes, but no man, yeah, he could have been part-time, but I think that's what made him even more of a spectacle. Because would Brock Lesnar even be what we think of him now if we've seen him every single week? He came back, he raised hell, he had incredible matches, whether if it was a 30-minute squash of John Cena or him going to war with um, him putting on that banger for Fatal 4-Way at SummerSlam with Samoa Joe and Roman or putting on great matches with Daniel Bryan. Like, who would think that those two could put on a great match? Him against a small athlete was always gold. This is also the man that ended the streak. The streak that had not been ended in 21 runs. He's he's underappreciated. Absolutely. Like, I wouldn't say it was an unpopular opinion. I'd say, like, it's an underrated opinion, bro. Because, like, think about it. Everybody hated Brock, bro. When Seth beat but, him, well, not when I say like, every, like meaning like, I like I always love Brock, but I'm saying like the I, general. I, I love Brock Lesnar, like the except when yeah. he killed Cena, but like the general, <laughs> like the general WWE fan base hated Brock because like he came, fucked shit up, took the title, and left for like six months at a time. When Seth beat him at WrestleMania, bro, like the crowd went nuts. 
The only times Brock Lesnar lost and everybody was pissed was when he faced Roman. He, like, bro, that man turned Seth Rollins into, like, I mean, he was already a mega star by then, but, bro, that man put Seth Rollins, like, completely on the map, bro. Like, and the crazy thing is he was having bangers and he wasn't even trying for real, bro. He was just suplexing motherfuckers. Like, it, imagine if Brock Lesnar was actually doing the shit he did in, like, 2002, 2003, bro. It was That's shooting stars, shooting star presence. <laughs> It's going to be a hot take to me, like this this comparison, though, because I think nobody has had like a motor. And I did, just hear me out now. Just hear me out. All jokes aside, between, I'm not saying his name, but that guy, Kurt Angle, and him, like when they wrestle, the like adrenaline rush that they all have, you cannot mess with that. Like when Brock Lesnar came back, was that 2014? 20, 20, 2012. Whenever whenever Monday night he uh came back in F5 Cena and then they fought at SummerSlam, like he he doesn't get tired. Like he's whenever he comes back, it's a pop. I don't yeah. care if he comes back on SmackDown, a house show, it doesn't matter. Like it's Brock. And I feel like if he stayed you know, the whole time he'll be good. He'll be like a he'll be in the same boat as Randy, John, and Triple H. If he would have stayed those, he came here two years and won the, was like undisputed champion, right? Yeah. He held it for like, five hundred days. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say, my man, they literally named a whole network special just for him. Literally, they call the Beast yeah, like, They and with him as the pitcher, yeah, and he faced Kofi Kingston. And that was it. Like in that match, dude, he came there for two minutes. years. He <clears> came <throat> there two years and did more work than anybody who was there for like ever. Like that's like going to play baseball and hitting like sixty home runs in two seasons on some Mark McGuire steroid crap, and then leave. That's what he did. Like that's a that was low key a good take. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one, Damon. <laughs> Try, bro. I I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that one. I, I didn't forgot even about think Brock. that much. But uh John, who was yours? I three. I got CM Punk. Got Brock Lesnar. Then Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He uh was a money in the bank winner. Became world heavyweight champion, even though he lost it in six seconds to Sheamus. But he clawed his way back. And he finally reached to the top at WrestleMania 30. He beat Triple H. He beat Randy Orton. And he made Batista tap out. And it's a night. I mean, and, and like had a bum arm. And the fact that he did that, that made everyone like believe in him. Even when he came back and was like the vegan champion. <laughs> the vegan champion was hilarious but he played the, the heel so well because we all literally forgot that hey he used to be a heel and he played it well so that's why I put Daniel Bryan as number three bro the crazy thing is like two out of let's see how many people do we say in total 
Ooh, I got one. Keep going. I got one. I was just saying, I got one. CM Punk about to go to AEW. Daniel Bryan about to go to AEW. That man Brock Lesnar is the free agent, bro. Like, I doubt it, but he could go to AEW and fuck shit up if he wants to, bro. Damn, they fucked up. They fucked up. They fucked up. But then, what was you about to say? This is gonna be this is, a, this is a very hot wild take. You said the 2010s and up. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm gonna be honest, bro. Hold on, my grandma's getting some ice. Hold on. Uh, I'm gonna say the Miz. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like WWE didn't have the Miz is like top five on the mic. In this era, he was damn near like top top three or top two behind Punk and maybe the Rock when he used to come back or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to mention Dwayne. But I feel like the Miz played his role perfectly from like 2010, like about 2017, 2018. Even when he wasn't like in the WWE championship race, he was either in a storyline that mattered or he was an intercontinental U.S. champion. And every time he touched the mic, it mattered. Nobody else had a pop like that on the mic that whole era besides CM Punk. And if you can tell me somebody else, then maybe I'm wrong. But whenever he touched the mic, gold came out of it. And he was a, he was winning through those years, too. Don't get it twisted now. But I feel like he's underrated when it comes to, like, Hall of Fame potential people. But if you look at what he did... And that ten year span, like, it's it's insane. Like on the highest of keys. Yeah, I agree yeah. completely. He's definitely one of honestly, and I'm not saying on a full comparison, but just in this specific regard, he's one of the. I would say he's one of the most decorated intercontinental champions of this from the 2010s because that man single handedly made has made the Intercontinental Championship relevant for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. It, without him as a as a heel with that championship, it would be just as irrelevant as they treat the U.S. championship right now. And honestly, half, kind of half-assed the Intercontinental Championship right now. But anytime he had it, anytime he had gold, I, I'm just mad they did him so dirty for WrestleMania. And, like, they had him in there with Cena, but everybody knew that it was really just about The Rock. And he it kind of yeah. just got overlooked. It didn't help that he also, like, got a concussion and, like, didn't know where he was for, like, the last 15 minutes of that match. But still. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got a hot take. Because I saw it on TikTok a couple days ago, and I kind of agree with it. And it was like the Miz is one of the best all around wrestlers that we've seen in a while. And when I thought about it, I was like, okay, it low key makes sense because it's like Miz doesn't really like he's he's not like perfect and like he doesn't like excel excel at one thing. Like I mean, he's great like perfect like borderline perfect on the mic, but it's like he doesn't like necessarily excel at one thing, but. He's good at everything, bro. Like he ain't the he ain't the best wrestler in the world, but he's had some bangers. He not the necessarily he's not the greatest talker of all time, but I mean I'd put him up there 
but he's not the best talker all the time. Like, character-wise, he's had more misses than hits. Um, the chick magnet and this dripstick bullshit, whatever he got going on right now. But, like, you low-key could argue, like, he's one of the best all-around wrestlers. Because, like, for one, like, he been grinding, too. Like, he went, I'm not going to say he had, like, the same motor as, like, Kurt or Brock by any means. But, I mean, like, did y'all ever hear that story about uh how he got kicked out the locker room? I did. Was that, Ooh. that was on his, uh, on his, like, documentary, yeah. right? Yeah. He like, was talking about it. Because I guess, like, he was eating some chicken or something. And then, like, he accidentally dropped, like, a crumb or something on somebody's bag. And then Benoit kicked him out the locker room for that. <laughs> nah, bro. And then, like, I mean, he just, like, persevered through everything. Like, he was one of the most annoying dudes on the planet, like, storyline-wise. Yeah, but like, hated him. Exactly. Always. Like, like I don't want to make an AEW comparison at all, but, like, look at how, like, I really feel like MJF is, like, a modern-day Miz if we really be honest. Because, yeah, like, they get... unrestricted Miz. Yeah. Like, I, I think, personally, like, I would put MJF over Miz only because he's he's unrestricted with what he can say. But you can't tell me MJF didn't get his uh, influence from the Miz, though, for real. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And on, and then on the same boat with him being kind of a good, really good at everything, they're kind of good at everything, He's also, you know, he takes risks, but he's also incredibly safe as a wrestler. Yeah. He this is what this ACL tear was the first injury he's had in his whole career. And he's been wrestling a long time. And this is his first injury. Like <laughs> that's not a normal thing. Yeah, for sure. And then like Miz is one of those dudes where it's like he could literally do anything in the company and it would make sense. Like, as much as I hate this dripstick bullshit with him and John Morrison, you could see him doing it because you like, okay, like he used to be a goof back in the day and he showed like he showed he was good at it. So I mean, I hate it, but it works for him. If he were to just like drop John Morrison right now and become like the most serious dude on the roster and go after Bobby, it would make sense. Like, yeah, Bobby borderline killed him. But you could actually see, like, it would actually make sense. Like, it, he can do it, literally do it all. But moving to our final topic of the day, and we're going to talk about overused wrestling tropes, the, the things you see in wrestling that happen way too often. And I'm not going to go first because I could go all, I, I could spend the entire rest of the episode. So, John, what would you say are some overused wrestling tropes going on right now? You always say the Canadian Destroyer. And then in WWE, the shitty storylines. Just shitty. Like, we have an almost superhero as the women's champion. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. And another one would have to be just like WWE releasing superstars because of budget cuts. 
and then you see who they release, and it's just ridiculous. Like, why they release Elliester Black? I don't know. Why do they release Samoa Joe just to bring him back when you could have just kept him? That just makes no sense. Yeah. Nah, bro, but on that on that same tip of releasing wrestlers, bro, AW, I just got one request, bro. If y'all had this man, if we get to Wednesday night and y'all had this man Malachi Black lose the fucking Cody Rhodes, I swear to God, I will walk to TNT. My, the, I will walk to the network myself, and we gonna have some words, bro. Tony Khan, don't do this shit. I swear to God, like if y'all had that boy Malachi Black lose to Cody Rhodes, bro, I will lose it. I will actually lose it. But some overused wrestling tropes that come to mind just for one distractions and roll ups. Um, I don't know if anybody who listens to the podcast listen watches uh what, what culture wrestling's videos. I don't know why you do if you do because honestly, what culture is trash? But I mean. Simon Miller, like he he carries that whole channel, but he literally had a whole counter, and still like still has a counter as part of his uh, ups and downs show for each show. Of each time they use a distraction or a roll up, in 2020, I think the roll up list was at like 120, and now they he started that in like March or April. The distraction finishes since January. It's at like eighty four. Is 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 too much, bro? Like, we shouldn't have to ask for a clean finish, bro. Like, it's wrestling. AEW. Um, John already said the Canadian Destroyer, and you know, like, keep in mind, like, I like AEW, but I'm really about to spaz for a minute. Um, just everything the dumb fucks do. Every, everything they do, man. I y'all know I hate the young bucks on here. But they had the same matches every single week, and people be gassing them up for that. No. And then Aiden, like, they be kicking out of, like, they just be kicking out at in, in finishers, bro. Like, there is no reason why anybody should be kicking out of a tombstone in a regular match, bro. Like, absolutely not. That's one of the moves you can't kick out of. Um, something else that's overused, um... This whole triple threat mindset where somebody in the match has to take the pin. Like, why can't we just have a triple threat where everybody feels like they can actually have a chance? Like it it does it it's not hard. But I'm 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 gonna stop because I could literally go for the rest of this entire episode of stuff. But Jalen, what do you, what what are some overused wrestling tropes that come to mind? As in like what, like is anything? Yeah. I don't really have like no like overused ones. Like I think I'm talking my head. I some storylines kind of suck nowadays. Like I don't really get. I'll go off of that. Then that's the case. I feel like a lot of like storylines are like pressed because WWE doesn't have any direction on where they want to go with their superstars. I feel like WWE depends on bringing back old people to make people relevant. Like. For example, Bobby Lashley is doing is he doing pretty good as a champion? I don't know. Who knows? Um why is Goldberg back? I, I why is he back? Do you know why? 
I don't think anybody wanted his ass back anyway to even question why he back. I feel like they do that a lot. They bring back old superstars to make, you know, that pop. That pop never happens. Uh, pushing superstars who already have a push makes me sick. And you can call me what you want. I'm not being sexist. I promise I'm not. But it is no reason. I know exactly where you go. It is no reason. And I don't even watch WWE for everybody. I don't even watch them to know this, but I keep up with it. It is no way that Charlotte Flair almost has more championships than Triple H. Like, it, it makes, I get, I know who her dad is. I get it. That's why John Cena ain't broke his record yet because of the freaking dad. I, I get it. But it just it's kind of BS because you got all this talent and you're pushing the same person over and over. Like it, it they don't have enough talent to put in your, like Roman Reigns. Cool. He's he's banging with everybody, but who do they really have to put against him? Like think about it though. Who are they gonna put against him? They already screwed Edge, so who, who else is left? Like, it, it's just they don't have enough talent and people and fa- enough faces and, you know, that are over with the crowd or heels to put with these superstars, so they just keep giving them a chance after chance after chance, and it's getting old. I'm sick of it, especially with Charlotte Flair. I, I'm, I'm pissed about that. That's all I got, though. Yeah, man. Uh I'm I'm with you on Charlotte, bro. Like she she definitely like I say she deserves it, but at the same time, it's like, bro, when did she she debuted in like 2014, bro? And she got eleven titles. That don't make sense to me. But uh Damon, what what are some overused wrestling tropes that come to mind for you? Yeah, and first, with the Charlotte thing, too, I think what also makes me so upset about her having 11 titles is because, like, half of those title reigns were so meaningless. Like, they're not even – half of them aren't even, like, meaningful reigns. Like, there's, like, memorable certain matches I can think of that are like, oh, those are really good matches. But, like, when you think of actually – what does she really do with these reigns? It's not worth having 11 of them. But overused tropes, um, I hate how much super kicks are used now. Um, Shawn Michaels made them famous, but like now it's just so overdone, especially AEW. There's like four or five different people who have super kicks as their finisher. And it's just like, all right, y'all are really overdoing it. And then my other kind of major one would, I think, unless it's like really necessary to a storyline, I think we got to get rid of the rematch clause. I thought they did, but they just book them because they ain't got nothing better to do. I don't, I don't think they got rid of it. That, at least that I know of. Um, but also kind of like what Jalen said, like, they don't, I don't think WWE thinks long-term ever. Because, yes, I'm I'm so happy that Big E won 
the money in the bank, but both Raw and SmackDown have a powerhouse champion. So it's like, who is he gonna? Who is he gonna even take it from? Because it, it's gonna, ha- it won't be until Roman doesn't have a championship. Because they're not, there's nobody that's taking him down right now. And then Bobby Lashley is now unhinged. Now that he stopped sipping champagne, so I, I don't think they think long term, which is ultimately gonna continue to be their downfall. Yeah, I, it it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, how do you not do anything long term? Like it it is weird. Because I'm I'm just trying to think of something like an example or something. Um, I feel like they like plan some stuff long term, but they don't do anything with it until it's time for real. Like I know they was planning Cena versus Roman for years. And then, like, the first time they did it, the match was a banger. The feud was a banger. But then it's just, like, I mean, John Cena went went to Hollywood, so he couldn't really do too much. But then it's just, like, everybody knows John want to come back anytime he can. Anytime he can. Like, if he got free time, he going to come back. So I feel like, I mean, of course, this is kind of, like, the perfect time for them to do it. Because, I mean, Roman's, like, literally at the – I don't want to say the peak of his career. I mean, yeah, you could say the peak. And then, you know, Cena's coming back, get that 17th reign, and then he can retire. But it's like, I feel like they should have done it again a little earlier. But that's just me. Um, Did y'all have anything else? Yeah, because it's like, it's so many, but I don't want to waste time. Like, I don't want to necessarily waste time, but it's like, it's just too many to just go back to back on, honestly. Because we could do a whole episode. Literally, like, we could do a little (laughs) entire wrestling thing, bro. Like, it's it's ridiculous. But if that is all, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Hooplex. Thank you all for listening. Continue sending your hot takes. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we will see you guys next week.